0: Welcome everyone to Healing Hope and Restoration. I'm Tiffany, and I'm here with my co-host Howard, and today we have another awesome topic for you.
1: We're talking about something, Tiffany, that is kind of a catchphrase, a buzzword. Um, You've been hearing a lot about it recently, particularly coming out of COVID, uh, called self-care. Yes. And so we want to talk about what is self care. I think there's myths surrounding the idea of what self care is and perhaps others are saying, well, that's kind of a nebulous term. What does that mean? You know, how, how do I define self care? How do I get myself in a space where I really feel like day to day, regardless of what I'm facing, that I'm managing my world fairly well?
0: Absolutely. Trying to find a sense of balance among all the stress that we encounter in the world is not an easy thing to do. I talk to a lot of clients about self-care and recently I've really worked to take better care of myself. And in some of the research that I've done, I found this quote that means so much to me because I think it really does a great job of taking away the mystery of self-care. And this is from... Brianna Weist, she's an author, and she says on a blog that I found, you know, a world in which self-care has to be such a trendy topic is a world that is sick. Self-care should not be something we resort to because we are so absolutely exhausted that we need some reprieve from our own relentless internal pressure. And here's the quote that is worth the price of admission, in my opinion. True self-care is not salt baths and chocolate cake, although chocolate is good. Uh It is making the choice to build a life that you don't need to regularly escape from.
1: Oh, that is spot on. Um, There's some literature that, that I teach my clients and I've spoken publicly on, uh, and it's called emotional resilience. Mm -hmm. We need emotional resilience to help us understand self care. And she's absolutely correct. It's not something you should employ when you're exhausted and you can hardly go on, Mm -hmm. uh, because that is going to be a tough mountain to climb. So learning how to do self care in the midst of the busy press of life is really the key I think to her quote. Mm -hmm. And the second thing is, and I love this part, it's not an escape from life. Mm
0: -mm. It's not. I like the idea of building a life that you don't feel the need to run away from. When we were talking about this and, you know, preparing for this podcast, I made the comment that I've heard a lot of people say it's they're living for the weekend. They can't wait to rush through the week to get to that Friday, Saturday and Sunday when they can actually do what they want and not be burdened by their work. And that has always seemed somewhat sad to me Mm -hmm. that we can only enjoy, you know, three out of seven days in a week. And is it possible to enjoy the whole week and do the things that you enjoy
1: regularly? Well, I'll give myself a little bit of a pass because I was only 18, but I started working at General Motors before I graduated from high school Mm -hmm. and got an established start then in my senior year over the summer hiring. And I was there for six years. And, you know, during that period of time, that was the mentality of nearly all of us. Mm -hmm. We were living for Friday. We were trudging through eight hours a day putting cars together doing the things we were doing and then just hoping to get to friday and then before you know it it's monday again and you're Mm -hmm. back at it again and Mm -hmm. you know i remember thinking at the time that's really no way to live Mm -mm. Uh, like solomon said that's futility and chasing after the wind you know so how do we find meaning and purpose in the midst of the mundane and the busyness. I think that's what self cares about.
0: I really do as well. I've been reading a book, um, by a pastor speaker, author Wayne Cordero, and it was called leading on empty. And he says in his book, if you don't replenish your system, you need to be prepared for a crash. Um, and he talks a lot about the depression that comes when we don't take care of ourselves. And one thing I thought was really interesting that he said is make a list of things that drain you and things that energize you. And to simplify it even further, he says, do more of what energizes you. And so I've been reflecting on that over the course of a typical week, what drains me, what energizes me. And some of the things that drain me are things that are necessary to do Mm -hmm. and what energizes me and see if I can find more of a balance of doing things that are energizing.
1: Yeah, I think self care does start with balance and I think any of us can be over focused. Mm -hmm. Uh, Given uh, Wayne Cordero's uh, quote here and what appears to me to be his basic premise reminds me of three quick biblical examples of people who um, are revered in biblical literature and you know, I have no doubt they're in heaven, Mm -hmm. but they really struggle with this idea of self care. The first one is Elijah. Now, Elijah had a big job in Israel at the time, and he was charged with the responsibility of telling Jezebel and Ahab they were wicked and disobedient, and God was going to judge them. Mm -hmm. As a result, God was judging the nation because most of the nation was following them. So he has his big victory on Mount Carmel in 1 Kings 19, and then after that, Jezebel threatens his life. Mm -hmm and in the midst of i believe emotional physical exhaustion Mm -hmm. mental exhaustion he runs he sits down under a juniper tree and he asks god to just take him out i'm no better than my forefathers just take me instead god sent an angel to sustain him and perhaps you and i would say wow oh we're going to change now (laughs) But instead he fled another 250 miles into the wilderness to what most scholars believe is Mount Sinai and goes into a cave. God brings wind and fire and and an earthquake. And it says God wasn't in any of those Mm -hmm. and he finally came in a still quiet voice
0: Hmm.
1: meditation. We can't hear God when we're running. And we certainly can't take care of ourselves if we're trying to run from ourselves Mm -hmm. or some fear, you know, that has gripped us. So here he is in this, you know, light show going on and all this spectacular phenomenon. God comes in this small way and asks the question, what are you doing here? And ironically, after a dialogue, which I won't go into, you can look it up for yourself, but God said essentially in our language, get up on out of here go do what I called you to do, which is anoint a King in Damascus Mm -hmm. and then find a guy named Elisha and partner with him and don't be alone anymore. Mm -hmm. I think this is a beautiful example.
0: Absolutely.
1: And then if you read the lamentations of Jeremiah in the old Testament, you find out he troubled, he had a lot of trouble with self care because of all of the stress coming at him. Mm -hmm. And then the builders of the wall with Nehemiah, you know, he had, come back to Jerusalem, the walls were burned and and broken down, and he's leading this building project in the book of Nehemiah, and they were willing to give up because they were just burned out. They faced challenges, they were working around the clock, they were exhausted, and at that point, they just wanted to quit. And I think those three examples from Scripture kind of identify in our modern age of how we get to burnout. We get to exhaustion. We get to a place where we want to just live for a day out there somewhere, and we're not enjoying the journey. So I would say, Tiff, self care is and is really enjoying the journey.
0: I agree. Enjoying the journey is a guarantee, or maybe, maybe not always a guarantee, but it will definitely, um, I believe, extend your journey if you enjoy it along the way, because I think you can you can cut life short and there's studies that have shown that by not enjoying it in essence, we'll put it like that. Absolutely. Um, I think that's a really great segue into talking about the fact that the reason that self care is needed is because we endure stressful circumstances. You know even if you're a believer and you're, you're seeking to follow God and you're doing what you believe God has called you to do wholeheartedly, you're still going to endure stress.
1: Absolutely.
0: It doesn't go away. And I want to say just a little bit that, you know, self care is actually not an entirely new concept, although it's predominantly a Western culture concept. It's really based on the idea that we can improve our health by making lifestyle changes, you know, and not necessarily needing medical intervention to make those improvements. I've said this before, that oftentimes when people aren't feeling well, they go to their doctors. It's usually the first stop. Yep. And so doctors, um, if you you know say you have a sort of ailment, oftentimes they're going to prescribe you some sort of medication and they may even suggest some lifestyle changes, but more than likely they're not going to provide you with the guidance mm-hmm. as to how to make those lifestyle changes. They may give you a referral, but oftentimes you're going to have to seek out that guidance, um, whether it be, you know, from, you know, a mental health counselor whether it be someone who, you know, is well versed in nutrition or anything that you can do that will improve, um, what you're yeah. dealing with. I've been on a journey to lower my blood pressure and my doctors have prescribed me a lot of medications, which I believe were needed at the time because it was dangerously high at moments. Um, I've worked really hard to get off of it. And hopefully I'm one step from that. Mm -hmm. And my doctor said you can lower your blood pressure 10 to 13 points by engaging in a healthy lifestyle. And she didn't get super specific with that, but I had to take that step to start working with the nutritionist because that's what I needed in order to really learn those skills. And it's been really amazing.
1: Well, the key is, and I hate to use a word that sounds new age, but we do have to be holistic Mm -hmm. in thinking about ourselves, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, all of those components really are necessary if we're going to be in a place of wellness Mm -hmm. uh, every day and do self care. And I appreciate what you're doing because, you know, when our physical health is failing, there's a cascade effect on the rest of our life
0: absolutely mental emotional i know i was under a great deal of stress anytime my blood pressure is running really high and i don't think i recognized that until it was consistently within a normal range and i and i felt very very different and i don't think that you know being holistic is really a new agey concept. I think it's very biblical. God desires for us to be whole in every area of our life. We are whole people. And like you said, that cascade effect, recognizing that one area of life affects another. So self care in all areas is important to consider.
1: Well, and I thought about from a health perspective, you know, um, I've been in the pastorate going on 39 years and I've been in this counseling work now for nearly 22 years. And I remember days in the past where I would have chest pains, anxiety, mm-hmm. ulcers, um, just crazy stuff like that with my health that made it very difficult for me. But over the years I developed um, through trial and error, better ways to eat mm-hmm. uh, a sleep schedule. I'm comfortable with, yeah. um, a long meditation time in the morning, uh, every morning, which has helped. And so recently, and I'm nearly 65 years old, so I'll take this. I switched my life insurance to a company that covers all my other things. And so the nurse three times took my pulse because it was 58 Mm -hmm. and I don't exactly look athletic, (laughs) although I, I don't think I'm too bad of shape. Um, You know, my, my weight was down uh, 33 pounds from Mm -hmm. four years ago and she checked my uh, blood pressure three times. It came out, um, 117 over 58. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, she said, uh, how do you do that? And I said, well, it's been a long journey, Mm -hmm. but just having that part of my life in order helps me get other parts of my life in order because I think the disciplines in each part of those segments of your life have to be adhered to on a daily basis or slowly you get off the rails.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. If you don't replenish your system and keep it going, you will crash. It's inevitable. Mm, Yes. So what are some things that we can do to make sure that we keep our systems in all respects running smoothly?
1: Well we won't have time to go through all of these Tiffany, but there, there's a couple that I'd like to cite from a study that I did on the 10 traits of emotionally resilient people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of them is what we're talking about here. They, they learn to regulate their life. Mm-hmm. And so diet, sleep, exercise, recreation and hobbies, uh, prayer and meditation, and connecting with a healthy community of people. Those areas represent balance, which we were talking about Mm -hmm. a moment ago. And so I think as as one of the 10 traits, I find that one very important uh, as it relates to us feeling better, perhaps even in the midst of stress.
0: Absolutely. I like everything on that list. I think it's very um, holistic.
1: (laughs) It is. Um and the the next one I want to cite probably goes along with this is that they develop healthy boundaries.
0: Mm. The B word of counseling boundaries. <laughs> boundaries. I think I talk about that with almost every client I have.
1: I, I've always wanted to contact Cloud and Townsend and tell them I want some royalties from their book as much as <laughs> I've recommended. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we all have, right? Yeah, it's a good uh, one. It, it is a good one. It's the standard. And when I refer people to that book, I tell them that if they just read one chapter, it'll be worth it. Mm. And that is chapter six, which cites the eight myths of boundaries. Mm. So, you know we resist boundaries because we don't want to offend someone. Mm -hmm. We don't want to alienate ourselves from people. Mm -hmm. We don't want to look rigid or judgmental at the same time, not having boundaries in your life leads to a wide open approach, which puts you in extreme danger of burning out, being disappointed and eventually being depressed.
0: Absolutely. We also think that other people, will automatically respect the boundaries that we set and that they will um, inevitably change their behavior when in reality boundaries are for us and they dictate what we will do in circumstances. And the goal of boundaries is to help keep your relationships healthy and in turn keep you healthy.
1: That, and that's the key really. Um, the, the next one I want to cite is, um, Is a little more interesting because it sounds like psychobabble. Mm -hmm. I always tell my clients, (laughs) I I said, really, you know, I can speak psychobabble, but this really isn't. And that is they, they learn Mm self-awareness. Now, I guess the best definition comes from a book uh, entitled emotional intelligence, where the author cites some studies done at the university of New Hampshire several years ago. They came up with the idea that self-awareness is my ability to, in any given moment, be aware of what I'm thinking, what I'm feeling, how it's affecting me, how it's affecting my body. And if I act on it, how it may affect someone else. So I'm taking all that in. Your brain can do that faster than I just said it. Mm But in essence, it's being aware of yourself in any given environment with someone else and being able to read that environment and then know what it is that you need to act on uh, in that moment or whether you need to just shut it down and not do anything. But self-awareness helps me understand the world around me and the world inside of me.
0: That is huge. And it's, I like to consider it as an emotional muscle or skill that can actually be developed. So if you don't find yourself to be very good at it, it is something that you can practice.
1: And you know, again, it gets a lot of mileage with my clients because, um, you know, I feel like a lot of us just kind of obliviously go through a day. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll ask somebody about something that they faced and, well, how did you feel about that? <laughs> I don't know. I just, I just went through the motions. Yeah. Um, and we've all been guilty of that certainly uh, because we can get our head down and get so busy and overfocused. you know, we were talking about before we came on, uh, that overfocusing creates a problem for us because it gets us out of balance impede self-awareness it probably cuts into this diet meditation exercise thing we're talking about and so ultimately the over focus of something at the exclusion of people or other important responsibilities in our life lead us to not do good self-care absolutely so
0: what i'm hearing you say is we need to slow down we need to check in with ourselves and that is a critical aspect of taking care of ourselves on a daily basis.
1: Yeah, so let me circle back then to the one that we were talking about with that list. Uh, You may have heard me say prayer and meditation. That's not something I really did very well Mm -hmm. until 18, 19 years ago. Mm -hmm. And I cannot stress enough to our audience how important learning to quiet your mind And if you want a book to help you do that, holy noticing by Charles Stone is an excellent book to guide into meditation.
0: That's awesome. Quieting your mind is so important because oftentimes that's where the battles are waged that we fight on a regular basis. So I want to share one last quote. This is from Dr. Matthew Gloliak. He's a clinical faculty member in Southern New Hampshire University's Master's in Clinical Mental Health Counseling Program. And he says, engaging in a self-care routine has been clinically proven to reduce or eliminate anxiety and depression, reduce stress, improve concentration, minimize frustration and anger, increase happiness, improve energy and more. From a physical health perspective, self-care has been clinically proven to reduce heart disease, stroke, and cancer. And spiritually, it may help keep us in tune with our higher power as well as realize our meaning in life.
1: That is beautiful. It covers it
0: it does so folks if you have not taken your self-care seriously remember it's not just about the things that we do to escape from our life it really is about choosing to build a life that you don't need to regularly escape from and we are healed to help you along that journey and hope that something that we've said today has made a difference for you
1: yes i concur and as always god bless and shalom
0: The information contained in our podcast and on our social media pages is for informational purposes only. All views expressed are solely those of the individuals involved and do not represent the opinions of any entity whatsoever with which we have been, are now, or will be affiliated. The information is not meant to diagnose or treat any mental health condition. If you are experiencing mental health symptoms, we encourage you to contact a mental health provider in your community. If you are experiencing a mental health emergency, please call 911 or go to the nearest emergency room.